Hi there, it's Thursday, February 16, 2012. This is Peter Bergman, and yes, you've got Oz in your ears, and I'm here to ask you this important question. Are the leprechauns progressives? Are they bewitching the minds of the GOP congressmen, forcing them against their will to continue to oppose contraception as a tool for a modern lifestyle? Really? You'd think they'd learn by now, but I think, you know, somehow, I think the GOP, they, they fostered a cadre of awful politicians. Remember, the job of the politician is to be re-elected, and I think they're facing their own doom. Let me give you an example. These are the people that say, no, employers should be allowed to deny contraception to everybody if they so choose. The Catholic voters, and they're supposed to be the ones behind this whole kerfluffle, are breaking with the church's opposition to insurance coverage of contraceptives, the latest New York Times CBS News poll finds. Now, 65% of voters, including a majority of Catholics, said they supported the Obama administration's requirement that health insurance plans cover the cost of birth control, and 59% said the health insurance plans of religiously affiliated employers should cover the cost of birth control. We're talking 60-65% here, folks. A public policy planning survey conducted on Friday similarly found that 57% of Catholic voters and 59% of Catholic women that's like 6 out of 10 Catholic women support the requirement. 94% of all women are using or have used contraceptives, and men are just about at the same level. It gets worse. You'd think that the GOP would hear the alarm bells, but oh no. Senator Blunt from Missouri has come up with a bill which that fox, Harry Reid, is going to allow to go to a vote that will allow employers to deny health insurance to employers based on their religious or moral precepts. Yeah, they may oppose abortion as a Catholic, but morally they may think that... Uh, homosexuality is just bestiality and a choice, and that God is punishing them with AIDS, so I won't give any AIDS or HIV coverage, you know? And I don't think that uh, people who have cancer are anything more than getting a message from God that this is the retribution for their sins, so we won't cover cancer, and we won't cover this, and we won't cover that. It's insane. And independents are fleeing the Republicans right and left. Now, maybe there is some good news. The GOP has some support. Appearing on a webcast hosted by the Conservative Family Research Council, James Dobson, Antichrist, Walker Nicholas, the bishop of the Diocese of Sioux City, Iowa, warned the Obama administration's new contraception policy is the work of a devil who wants to silence the Catholic Church's voice. During the interview, first flagged by Right Wing Watch, Nicholas says, The power of evil, the devil, is certainly looking everywhere where the power of evil can make a difference. And that's why we've got to stand up and violently oppose this, he added. We cannot let darkness overshadow us. Violently oppose it? 
Is he going to gather a crowd of like-minded peasants and with pitchforks and torches crash the White House, bring along their favorite exorcist, and suck the devil out of Barack Obama? This, folks, is crazy. It's crazy on a practical level. It's crazy on a social level, and it's crazy on a political level. And this is a political season, and these decisions are being made by elected officials. Well, you know what the opposite of an elected official is? It's, a, it's an official that's been de-elected. Oh, my. On the other hand, as Monty Python so rightly said, nobody ever expects the Spanish Inquisition. Hello again, this is Bob Pujol. The last time I spoke to you, I was director of Republicans for a thoroughly Christian president. But we've moved up. We're no longer just a pack. We're a full-fledged political party. God's own party. The real GOP. Are you with us? Will you answer the call and get down on your knees and pray for Jesus to return before the Florida primary deadline? Jesus alone can deliver us from the Kenyan secret agent in the White House. Jesus is a perfect candidate. He's been a Christian longer than Rick Perry, Michelle Bachman, and Rick Santorum. He speaks more languages than John Huntsman. Newt Gingrich is a whiner. Jesus is a water into winer. He delivered loaves and fishes long before Herman Cain delivered pizza. He's in better shape than Ron Paul. And while Mitt Romney only talks the talk, Jesus walks the walk, even on water. And now that Governor Christie has opted out of joining those eight Republican losers, it will only take a word from on high to bring the governor on board as our VP to be. Think about it. Jesus Christie in 2012. Jesus Christie, that's the ticket. So dig down deep and send your 13 pieces of silver to God's own party, Golgotha Heights, Maryland. God's own party is open to all Americans except Muslims, Baha'is, Zoroastrians, Animists, Rastafarians, Sodomites, Blasphemers, Socialists, Communists, Trotskyites, Mensheviks, and Mormons. Well, as the Republicans crucify themselves on contraception, are we getting back our groove? In 24 hours, the 99% flooded the U.S. Senate with more than 800,000 messages opposing the Keystone XL tar sands pipeline. This week, 781,000 of the signatures to the Stop the Keystone XL Pipeline emergency petition were hand-delivered to the U.S. Capitol in boxes of 20,000 names each by members of 350.org, Green for All, and other climate hawks. In Kentucky, over 2,000 people gathered at a rally opposing mountaintop removal mining, picked up their cell phones and called Senator McConnell to tell him to stop pushing Keystone XL. In New York City, dozens of people visited Senator Schumer's office and got him on the record opposing the pipeline. Petition deliveries also took place in Ohio, Maine, North Carolina, New Mexico, and elsewhere. Ohio, North Carolina, New Mexico, swing states from which 
the GOP may swing in 2012. Keystone XL, it's a horrible idea. Oil shale is pollution plus. It's pollution on steroids. The slurry alone from the oil shale fields in Canada is as large as Lake Michigan. Well, let's go boating this summer in the oil shale slurry. We can run travelogues for it. I tell you, it's insane. And the insanity is coming back to bite them retrograde bastards on their prickly asses. Tomorrow, we're going to take a jaunty look at the fascist in the sweater vest. But now, for you disillusioned progressives, you people who have been feeling down, I understand it, for years thinking that the Ku Klux Klan is back, here's some good news. Putting all political science aside, I'd say the reason a lot of progressives have been pessimistic about Obama's re-election prospects in the fairly recent past has been pretty simple. How could he possibly reassemble his 2008 electoral coalition? I mean, given conditions in the country, how many disillusioned young people, disappointed liberals, beaten down minorities and unhappy independents could he lose without slipping below a majority of the vote. Right? Correct height? But as Ron Brownstein, an expert on the coalition that put Obama over the top in 2008, has demonstrated in an important article recently in The Atlantic, the latest general election polls show Obama hitting his marks among element after element of his 2008 coalition to a degree that is truly remarkable, at least in a trial heat against Mitt Romney. And you know, he's going to beat Mitt Romney well, but he would kill Santorum and crush Gingrich. So Romney is a good gold standard to take a look at this. Whether the electorate is viewed by race, gender, partisanship, or ideology, or combinations of the above, Obama's numbers against Romney now closely align with his support against McCain, according to the 2008 exit polls. Overall, the Pew survey put Obama ahead of Romney by 52% to 44%, close to his actual 53-46 victory over McCain. On the broadest measure, Pew found Obama attracting 44% of whites compared to 43% in 2008 and 79% of non-whites compared to 80% in 2008. In the Pew survey, Obama attracted 49% of whites with at least a four-year college degree compared to 47% against McCain, up two with the smart guys, and 41% of whites without one compared to 40%. So even among the non-college schooled whites, he's up a point. Looking at ideology, the reversion to 2008 is almost exact. Against Romney, Pew finds Obama attracting 89% of liberals, 20% of conservatives, each exactly his share against McCain, and 61% of moderates compared to 60% in 2008. So he's up a point with moderates, he's up a point with whites who didn't go to college. On partisanship, the story is similar. Against Romney, Pew finds Obama attracting 9% of Republicans, exactly his 2008 share, 51% of independents compared with 52% last time, and they are coming as we speak 
into his uh, domain. And 94% of Democrats, up from 89% in 2008, 94% of Democrats are behind him. In the Pew survey, Obama wins 46% of white independents compared to 47% he drew against McCain. This am good news for Obama and those who feel that it's necessary to have him and a Democratic House and Senate in 2012 or we are doomed. And it's bad news for all those theocratic, right-wing, retrograde, sexist, racist, fascists out there. I'm sorry, that's who they are. At least the people running are. They're saying the most ridiculous, awful, cruel things. What have we come to? Well, the question is, where are we going? Let's find out tomorrow. I'll be with you on Radio Free Oz. This is Peter Bergman. Catch you then.